0: Hey, Ukraine Media family, Vladimir Pragnivsky here. And I, I want to do something something I've never done before. I want to take a second and thank just a few of our top listeners. Some of them will listen to our podcast for more than 72 times on SoundCloud. And that's pretty impressive, considering that we only have 34 episodes. So I want to acknowledge some of these people. And let's see. We'll start with number one. It's Mar Moda. She's the most consistent listener. I want to say a huge thank you to her. And then we have Manen Nilsson. We have Alexey Nisterov. We have Jamel Brinson. And last one, I'm going to give a shout out to Saitaga Charles. I'm probably butchering these names. But anyway, I just want to say a huge thank you for being such a loyal follower. And uh, now without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Vladimir Bahitarevich. Enjoy. What's up, UkraMedia family? Vladimir Pragnevsky here, and welcome to episode number 35 of the UkraMedia podcast. We're a server, UkraMedia family, with weekly interviews from highly creative people. Now, today's guest is someone super special. His name is Vladimir Bahatrievich, also known as Vlad. He's an award-winning multidisciplinary artist, designer, and animator, specializing in motion graphics and CGI. Vlad, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you for having me. You know, Vlad, I lived in the United States for about 18 years now, and it is a rare occasion to run into somebody with the same name as me, but it's a treat when it happens, so I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited we share the same name. I love your work. You have a very unique style, too, man, to to your work. I was checking it out earlier, man, so I'm excited to learn more about you and your creative journey, and speaking of your creative journey, man, let's start from the very beginning, man. How did you get started in motion graphics?
1: Uh, That's a good one. Uh, So... I started when I was in college, uh, but before that, I was really into web design and HTML. Actually. Oh wow! Uh, me too. Yeah. Yes, it was a weird one, and especially during the late high school years, I remember I read a book on HTML and had fun experimenting and building sites. It was just amazing to me how you could create something from scratch. Only after some time, I realized that uh, you know the limitations of web design, and the especially after spending many nights debugging, you know, one one bracket. You know, I realized there's, you know, there's so much creative, uh, there's not enough creative fulfillment for me, you know. And then so I just, the moment I switched to my focus to graphic design and because you could um, have an instant result with in visual fulfillment, that's the moment I realized. And, uh, but it was in college when I was introduced to motion design. I remember we had small exercises and mostly moving typography and um, which would tell a visual design narrative and uh, in general the design uh, the medium of motion design inspired me because it was it was a time based media it's uh, it includes different disciplines and it was all supported by sound so uh, i feel like only after i understood the principles of design and well enough i began to you know approaching and appreciate motion design as the next level of it and uh, but even now for me it always starts with design and style framing so uh, i like while being like, like I'm very cautious of like motion designer because uh, just motion design, because it always starts for me, it always starts with design first. And right. uh, that's what I love when, especially like working with clients and when you work on somebody is looking for a creative who can design and animate, you know, and do it together. So that's,
0: uh, that's why I get the most, um, you know, the most fun to work with. No, that's interesting. And, you know, you, I know we were talking before we, we hopped on this live conversation. Now, you're originally not from the United States. You have a slight accent, but your English is really good. When you moved to the United States, it was like 10 years ago, right? Yes. Did you, did you years speak years English when you moved here? I didn't. <laughs> wow, dude. Man, that's impressive. Good job, Thank man. You. you sound really good. Was that a limitation yeah. trying to learn? Uh, you know, obviously, I moved here when 18 years ago. I was 12 years old. By the way, how old are you? I never I'm asked. 20, 27. 27. 27. Wow. So you were pretty young. You were, well, actually, you were already up there when, you, you know, when I, I was only 12 years old. So I was like going into high, middle school, high school. So I had quite a few years to kind of catch up on English. Was that a, a struggle trying to learn English?
1: Yeah, it was. It was a nightmare. <laughs> and you moved to like a,
0: a Russian community too. I mean, where you live, there's a lot of Russians was, to be around. It wasn't. When we, mo- we
1: moved to Connecticut. And oh, in Connecticut,
0: okay. That's why you, you speak so well. Yes. There was
1: like no one to speak. Like I mean, there were only like a couple of that, like friend, my dad's friends, you know, from work related, you know, they they would speak Russian, but uh, any school related, you know, communications they would happen in English. And I went mm. to like 100 English school, you know, the people only like American kids and a couple of other people from other, from uh, from around the world. But really, it was just no one to who I could talk to in Russian, which is great mm-hmm. because you speeds you up in terms of learning and because i was uh, i hadn't i had no english whatsoever i was a horrible student uh, back in belarus same year uh, like, <laughs> yeah i was horrible because life was just too exciting like right. you know there's like someone you want to go out and do an experience like I'm, i don't want to read books because yeah you know,
0: learning is for the birds there right <laughs> exactly
1: yeah so it was it was just fun you want to go and explore the world and everything experience and uh, so that's only coming here i i uh, you know the limitations of it and just like uh, I, my friends were behind everyone's behind so i had more time in terms of it to dedicate for learning and uh, so uh, yeah that's that really helped um with my education and uh, in english as well yeah uh, but i still i'm still learning english it's like it's yeah, cool me like too so-
0: me too, and it's partially why I'm doing this podcast because it challenges me to step outside my comfort yeah. zone and to you know work on my ums and likes and all that stuff. But you know my journey, your journey, very similar. We moved. I was the same way I, back home you know, in Ukraine. I was not a good student at all. I mean, was borderline F student, you know. And but when I moved to the United States, I realized the opportunities that were thrown at me and that's when I got serious you know I decided that look I'm gonna see if I can make something myself and same thing happened to us we moved to a small town in in Tennessee out of all places I mean it's a tiny like population 45,000 and we had no choice but to be around Americans and as as hard as it was at first you know but now it's a blessing you know thinking about it's like man I'm so glad that I was around only Americans because we were forced to learn English their way And that was a blessing. But I know a lot of people that move to bigger cities, Russian speaking people, and they never learn English because they're always around Russians. And yeah, which is short term is cool. But, you know, long term, you lose out. Yep, absolutely. Well, and you mentioned so you went to college. What college did you go to and what was your major? So I went, it's
1: interesting. So I went to, uh, I went to community college first because uh, it was from, straight from high school, right. local community college. And then I transferred, like after two years, I think I transferred, uh, I had, yeah, I had my graphic design focus there at the time. And then I uh, transferred to Boston University in Boston. So it's just, I love the, I love the city. I love the energy. Mm. Uh, it's international. There are a lot of uh, students from around the, around the world coming in there. And uh, it's just, it's just great, great city. And it was nearby. It was like an hour and a half away from you know from from my home, so that was pretty good. And I got I, I went to graphic design continuing on my bachelor's degree there. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it was uh, it was another you know another step up I'd say in my education when I, I got a chance to meet great people, great students, and uh, and the graphic design community. The students there were uh, it was very it's pretty tight, very small, so you knew everybody. So the learning, the learning experience, it was fun. It, wasn't, it was totally different than if it, it's not like you come in into this uh, auditorium with two or three hundred people. It was more like classes of 20, 25 people. And you knew everyone. It was you got you know, the, the communication with the, with the instructor. They knew what your style is. They knew a lot about you. you. You knew a lot about other students. So it was a great, great collaboration and encouraging uh, to, uh, to learn more and, uh, and uh, inspire each other.
0: Now, what was the transition like from being a student to the real world? Was it pretty smooth for you? Yes, I think
1: so. Uh, when I was in school, I was like, uh, so full-time student, and then I had my, already working getting my internship as a motion designer at the small agency in marketing studio. So I already had an internship there, and then which transitioned into the part-time job, which transitioned then into a full-time job. <laughs> it was like a funny classic moment, you know, you just like go full, uh, full circle, and then, uh, so that was that was pretty smooth, I, th- I would say. Um, I didn't look. Uh, I don't think I ever spending too much time of just like looking on mm-hmm.
0: card Well, you did the right way. You, you went with an internship and then you capitalized on that. And it looks like you got a full-time job from your internship. That's why I always yeah. stress out on, on those things. Like, man, you gotta get an internship. All... That's what college is for. You go there to connect with people and get that internship while you're a college student. A lot of times people go through school and they never get an internship. And then they work as a waiter for the rest of or, you know, for a long time before they finally find that, you know, that dream <laughs> job.
1: But I'm still in school. Like I'm getting a professional education, Scott. Working on my masters in motion media designs.
0: So you have taken it further. Wow. Yeah,
1: I'm getting a professional education because um, it started at my workplace when I just I uh, was in Philadelphia, which is another city where I moved after Boston. So uh, yeah, I just felt like some I needed I needed more. Uh, I needed to understand the principles and methodologies. So basically, because I feel like the all the online resources and uh, and again it was you know it was like a couple like four years from a couple of years from today back. And then um, still, there were resources, uh, not as much as today, but I felt like it was scratching the surface. It was really, uh, you know, it was just you could achieve certain effect, uh, you know, certain st- style or like technique. I was interested more into like why, how and methodologies of like principles of color, theory, um, design principles, and uh, like the systematic approach, the foundations of it. So that's where I really, um, I was interested and started looking for motion media, motion design, professional education. And I was surprised. I was surprised that only a couple of school offered this uh, the degree of motion design. Uh, it's just it was this CAD, mm-hmm. so it's CAD, and then there's another one I forgot. It was one in California, here I think.
0: Yeah, I think maybe even Full Sail have one here in Florida as well. But they're are a handful. Yeah, they're not that many. You can count them on um, one, yeah, one hand. Yeah, uh,
1: usually it's animation or like traditional classic, like. You know, 3D animation mm. like Pixar, or it's it's design, or it's film, and but motion design is combination of all of it.
0: Mm. No, but I love your style. Like you know, what I like about you that you you stay hungry. You're you're constantly learning more. I mean, look at your taking your education to the next level, and your style. Like I was looking through your videos. You know how sometimes, for example, my my twin brother Sergey, right? I, I can look at the work. Like let's say you gave me 10 different demo reels or just videos, and I can show you exactly which one Sergey worked on. And the same thing with your videos like, you have that style that uh, you, you can see that's like, yep, yeah, that's Vlad's video. Yep, that's it, there's like a particular style, and it's heavy on graphic design, has a lot of texture, and is rich. It's powerful, man. I, I love your work. You can tell that you're learning a lot of uh, going back to the basics, learning not skipping steps you know a lot of times people skip the steps and they go on to other stuff but you can tell that you're you're very consistent and it's very beautiful so keep up with the good work man. Thank you thank you
1: it's uh yeah well I think part of it is probably because I'm just uh, I'm trying to inspire myself as mm, artist. like I well said and it doesn't happen with every work like the work on site is like obviously it's like top you know top work that I want, want to put out there but still like I'm I'm uh, I'm with with work. I'm just trying to do and inspire myself and like see how how I can push the limits, uh, the limitations. Because I really I, I don't get creative fulfillment from working in the same same job, doing the same job doing you know, over. So it's sort of like I don't want to be systematic and I don't enjoy being systematic in this way. Like sometimes it's good to take it's good to have. I mean, it's definitely good to have a balance. Uh, right. Like from working a very complicated and hard difficult job. And then going back to like simpler, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of like um, like 2D style graphics. And then, so uh, it's definitely all about the balance. But basically, I'm just trying to come up with the, uh, I mean, come up with a new style in a way of just keeping it still, like, sort of like in my aesthetic, but uh, just, but still exploring different, different
0: routes. You know, you said balance. It's interesting because I believe because you have such a heavy graphic design background and you kind of like, and get your your feet wet and all these different things, because I personally believe that you carry over a lot of hours from other areas. You know, let's say if you were like heavily influenced by soccer, and you bring those, you know, that style into you, what is you, for example. So it's interesting. You can see like all those hundreds and thousands of hours invested in different areas just coming together. That's why I'm a, I'm big on experiencing as many things as possible because it's only going to make you a better designer, even if it's something completely opposite from design. You know, like public speaking, like doing this podcast, you learn so much. You 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 gain so much knowledge from just that, just the process of writing things out. And I think it just it all contributes to your. It makes you a better designer, man. Would you Would you agree with that?
1: Oh yes, it's it's especially you know it probably touched some point when the inspirations come from.
0: You know, it's Mm, uh, that's so true.
1: Yeah, it's nature, it's architecture, it's photography, it's culture and aesthetic of different cultures of uh, like. We, my wife and I, we love travel. We we usually visit three to five countries uh, every year. And
0: uh, no kids yet,
1: so that's why. I was about to say, I have
0: two kids, two and a half and a five-year-old now. I can't imagine. (laughs) But I can imagine the inspiration you get when you visit different countries because every country has a different style and, and, you know, one little picture of something you're fascinated with and you take that and you apply it to your design. And I'm sure it's powerful, you know.
1: Like the, you know, there's, uh, you know, whenever one thing is like when people are looking at interest and behance, you know, and there's so much saturation because everybody's looking at the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, but then another thing is when you go out, you feel, you feel the texture, you, you see the patterns, you know, the, mm. you see the people, there's so many details involved in this. And then, uh, so that's why I love just exploring and seeing think different cultures different uh, people with how uh, their artists like especially like italy is just like one of the favorite and uh, in terms of like you know the michelangelo like, Michelang- like you know, michelangelo artists the um, da vinci uh, you know that what how, how much time they spend and how much art there is uh, new zealand was another oh, wonderful wow. place just magical Nature. It was
0: just oh yeah i'm sure nature-wise.
1: yeah it's it's amazing so, yes, definitely covering and, and trying in different disciplines. It definitely comes all together into, into a beautiful blend.
0: Totally. And, you know, I had a blind artist on the show. This guy is, I think his name is Bramlett. Uh, I forget which episode he was. But this guy is a genius guy. I mean, he he had like three presidential awards. And this guy is legally blind. And he paints like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it's so vivid. And, so, and he's never seen his own kids. And he painted a perfect picture of his own kid. like it's. I don't know how he does it. But something he said that a lot of times he travels to all these different art studios and he said he comes up to the objects that they draw, people you know, in art studios, and he said I would feel those objects and there's so much dust on them. He said it's a shame that people don't come up and feel what they draw instead of just from yep. just one perspective. And when you said that, I was yeah. like, man, that's so true. It gives you a totally different perspective on things. And then you, you can, you know, it's just seeing it is not enough. You got to touch it and you got to feel it. And that that gives mm-hmm. you a totally different perspective. But I want to shift gears. I want I want to ask you something that I ask probably everyone on the show, and this is everybody loves this question. Now I know life hasn't always been perfect as a motion designer and your creative journey. Now share one of your worst moments in your creative journey. Tell us a story. You know, walk us through it, man. <laughs> worst moments.
1: Don't hold uh, like back any punches,
0: man. Uh, okay,
1: so I was actually thinking about this. The uh, worst moments. Uh, so when, uh, for me personally, not specific, like right now, I'm not, not going to talk about specific projects, mm-hmm. but uh, creative blocks, like it's in general it happens, especially when you probably have too much freedom, but trying to come up with a style and it doesn't work. It just, because most of the time I have a visual in my head of where this needs to be going and uh, like in general picture and, but sometimes it just doesn't happen and it's just, and you're trying, you, you know, you're just banging your head against the wall <laughs> and it just doesn't work. So right. that's the creative block. That sometimes it rarely happens, but when it happens, you just hit it because, you know, you just, you waste
0: so much time, oh, which just yeah.
1: something, you know, because, because, you know, you know, the best thing is like, yeah, you know where you're going and. Everything's a, perfect, and,
0: and, but when you hit that you to,
1: rock. You have to do is execute. Yeah. And then, but this, um, and then I feel like, I started. Uh, I started learning some more in terms of understanding this process because the design is a process, and so motion design is a process as well. So, and then you become like a little bit more understanding in terms of uh, okay, it's like give it time, like you know, and then take it from a different angle. Maybe it doesn't completely doesn't need to be this or something or like that. So it's sort of like you're understanding more that it's a, it's a process, design is a process, and so motion design is. And then, as I mean, another like worst moments, I would say most most projects. Um, it's uh, probably when uh, a lack of trust from the client side, and or or unreasonable expectations. Again, very rarely happens. Um, usually, you know, I was I was, was happy to work with great people, but uh, then, but I had cases when yeah, it was just unreasonable expectations and yeah, just. You know, it's a nightmare because, you know, it puts stress on everyone at this point and then, and it all comes down to lack of communication and understanding and, uh, um, yeah, so that's, uh, from, for the most part, I, uh, I, I, enjoy, and I working and I try to work with people, with clients who is familiar with this process of, uh, what's involved. Yeah.
0: No, definitely. Now you shared something about creativity blocks. Do you have a trick or advice how to, how to overcome those? So definitely one of them is definitely like walk away. Like yes. Seriously. I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> that's what Matter
1: I do. Fire Forget about it. Yeah. It's, and it's uh, and that's what I also find uh, in the creative process, like during the process and when everything's going well and everything's fine. So, but then you still, you walk away, you sleep on it or like let a couple hours, let it go. And then you, you look at it again and you see completely different things. Mm, and so, so, so it, 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 works and it comes back to, you know, it's a process. You need to you need to give it time, you know? It can be rushed really sometimes and um so that's uh that's one thing another thing is uh, probably say maybe look you know look at other artists look at other work look at other mediums uh look how they approached it maybe they will you know spark and then give you a clue of a different angle of how you can you know, take on it but uh but there's another side of like looking you know too much a, that other, you know, at other artists or at too much of other work, and then you just becoming copying and mimicking, which which is harming yourself. So we have to be aware of just being inspired, but not, you know, not copying that work. You
0: know, hmm. um, interesting. Now let's shift gears and let's talk about let's talk about something more positive. Let's talk about your best project to date. Oh, best. Uh, okay, so
1: this is uh this is where you know the direction this is where you know where you're going this is when you learn along the way along the way you learn the new techniques you learn the new tools along the way and then uh, at the end result uh is creatively fulfilling and uh, everyone's happy like you're happy i'm (laughs) happy it happens and it's it's amazing when the work is beautiful out there it it doesn't happen every project doesn't happen like that because there are different briefs obviously different budgets different briefs different timelines and different people but it happens and it's amazing because it's uh which makes this uh, all come down to the balance of um it needs to be like for me it needs to be the um it's nice when it's smooth it needs to be challenging so it's you know it's creative but then also it to be at the right time, because, you know, if you just finished the, you know, giant project and just, and uh, you're just sick of it and you just need a break and there's another one just coming in, there's incredibly challenging and you have to, you know, I don't know, like approach it however, like you're not sure how, you know, that, that can break you, like in a couple of projects like that, they can just burn you. And so it's, uh, so it's uh, it also time involved, like when you, uh, when you, you know, when, when is the time for you to work on project, on these projects. You know they're very creatively challenging, or very simple, or just uh, so. It's always again balance. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of it. Yeah.
0: No, that's balance is definitely something to. Well, I can't say that I've achieved it, but it's something that I'm pursuing for sure. <laughs> I haven't arrived, but I definitely left. Now, what is the, what is the best advice that you've ever received?
1: I think the uh, the one that really stayed with me. Uh, for quite a long time it's the understanding that your name is your brand mm. and your reputation for the
0: rest of your life now who are the influencers that you follow do you have any artists that you follow pretty closely
1: uh i'd say you have to be uh i wouldn't say closely uh i do i do know a couple artists like artists they're amazing people that i that i check in you know once in a while and uh just seeing how they do and they're also like creative studio they're like they can be studios they can be like mill studio or uh the prologue or like uh, as artists, they can be uh like artists like Arstorp, or Monk, kyle cooper danny young uh they're, they're great they're great artists in this community and uh but um i always love to hear from um, any artist with an experience who can share their own perspective in the industry and uh, could be artists of photography sculpture design and animation it uh, i'm Uh, So I'm, I'm, I'm never like too focused on, on the, on the artists in my industry. So, because again, uh, it comes down to like looking like their style, but it's not helping, not helping me. Like, I understand like what, you know, the like understanding the process a little bit of how they approach it. That's one thing. Like looking at their work, it's, it's not going to help me. Like it it can inspire me one thing. Yes. So that's why I have have to look in to see like where this whole industry as a whole is going. But it's... uh, Yeah, it just, uh, in my creative process, uh, you know, I'm just trying to uh, stick to my own approach. Yeah.
0: No, I agree with that because yeah. a lot of times you watch, you watch some people's demo reels or even like vloggers, you know, you watch somebody's vlog, like, oh, that's so like Casey Neistat. I was like, oh, that's so like Peter McKinnon or whatever he's, the guy's name. Like you can just see like, okay, you watch that guy too much and I can tell his, his work is influencing you because you're pretty much, or uh, the other day I was watching a tutorial for like, totally unrelated, it was like for a web design, Some I forget, something I was struggling with and the guy sounded like PewDiePie, man. he was just like the same jokes, the same everything. And I remember thinking, like, dude, like, I mean, I, sure, it was a great tutorial, but it's like, it was awkward because you're not, default, you, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it was just awkward. Anyway, share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So I probably have a few because you said one. Oh, no, no. Share as many as you can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, go beyond your comfort. It's easy to get comfortable quickly, you know, once you get. Especially once you have a lot of experience, and pushing what you already know even further is what gets you to the next level. And trying new tools, uh, and uh, so always experiment. And uh, so that's that's one. I'd say uh, whatever your goals are, get in the habit of dedicating time to it every day. Like every maybe every other day, but definitely like, I try to do it every day, like at least an hour. Because you know, having it in your head and thinking about it is one thing, but actually doing it needs to get done. So, um, so that stick with me. Another one is uh, probably experiment and uh, have fun with during the process, especially early in the process, like using references and inspiration will get you only so far. But you really need to dive in and explore different techniques, tools, and approaches to come up with something unique and something that people haven't seen on Pinterest so many times, you know, especially happens with uh, so many dailies. And then another one, like, uh, that's like walks. You know, I do walk just... I, I'm a fan of walking. because like I do like doing usually before I work and during lunch. Oh, really? That's uh, so
0: therapeutic, man. I love just going for a walk, just leaving your current yeah. space. That's a good one. Um,
1: I like it. It's thinking and analyzing the bigger picture for me. It's uh, I'm because I'm thinking of today's day and then the future and uh, and, you know, five, maybe ten, and even further from today. Like it's always different, but you know, it's all it, it's it's good to think of the. For me, it's a good thing in general picture, you know, outside the box and basically like a strategy overall of like where I'm going as, you know, as a, as a person or as a company and I mean, an individual and uh, yeah. And what I need to get done today is, you know, it's like a super short term. And then focus, there's, uh, because there's so much content out there now. Yes. There's a lot of great, valuable content. They're truly great. Um, and, uh, but it's important to understand how much time you consume versus how much, Create and YouTube is especially—it's like a television of previous generation, you know. It's uh, except it's just a thousand times better because of all the niche markets and for us creators, it's, it's easy to get distracted and just be inspired by so many great things. So we have to be aware of that, and um, there's always uh, there's always room to push it further. You know, it's uh, it's important to understand that work can be um, like there's it's the it only stop working because there's deadline and that's creative.
0: Mm. That's well said. No, it's true. There's always another level. There's always, uh, you can always push yourself to another level. And, you know. That's
1: the moment when I, when I uh, especially uh, after like seeing my, my work after like a couple of years, it's just because I remember like seeing that work, I was like, okay, this is the best thing ever. And then you get it done. <laughs> it's done. And it's like, okay, there's nothing I'm going to change. It's perfect. And then after months month or after years, you see, look at it and then you understand that Okay, there's, there's more. There's more to it that you can do. And so, uh, and there are like, you see a little imperfections and then all that. And like, there's so many different things. So now I understand that even like in the, in my today's day presence with experience and knowledge and and what I do, like, I know that there's still room. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, definitely. And you look back, like, you know, i look back at my early work and I remember thinking like, man, I used to be excited over this stuff. And now I'm like, I'm scared to. to show this to people, but in a way, you know, ignorance is great. Like starting out at first, ignorance is blissful, because if I knew what what I know now, you know, I would probably never start, you know, yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. it's good to have a little bit of ignorance and just just go for it, understand that when you start, it's not going to be perfect, but the more you do it, the better you become. But you have to start.
1: Yeah. and It's funny in the process, like when uh, when putting designs uh, project together. There's so much waste. Like I know I have to like dive in and experiment and I know this is not going to be published and it's just going to go to trash, but I have to get this stuff out there first. So to get to the good stuff, like create all the creative designs so, all that, because it's just part of that process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like gold has to be melted. What is it, like seven times? Mm-hmm. All that waste <laughs> that has to come. Out. So that's the way to see a perfect design. At first you just waste a lot of time. and But that's where the beautiful lessons happen. You know, that's how you learn and uh, there's no way around it. Now, yes. last two questions, and they're quick questions. Recommend an internet resource that you find helpful in your work or personal life? So,
1: I mean, YouTube is kind of cliche, I'd say, uh, to name it, because it's it's really everything. It is a great
0: resource, YouTube. right? That's it
1: true. is great. Yeah, you can find anything from fixing a toilet yeah. to reducing procedure. <laughs>
0: That's so true. I mean, I replaced my uh, rotor and brakes and air conditioning. Thank God to YouTube. My wife thinks I'm amazing, but
1: <laughs> it's a library, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I even work out to and YouTube, man. You're like specialist, like with the YouTube. You like become a specialist of everything. Yeah, it's
0: like a father. It's like a father to me. Like he's my mentor. <laughs> Just, yeah. YouTube. That's so great. Uh, for,
1: but like with the motion graphics related, um, so I remember. I mean, uh, the creative podcast by Ashurb. I'm not sure if he's putting it out there, but definitely like years ago i was listening to his podcast and his guest it, it's great inter- uh, he had a lot of great artists come in the show uh, and uh, so it was interesting to hear the perspective of other people but today i listen i do listen to brograph let's say mm-hmm. uh, Brograf, it's that's a popular podcast. One. yeah yeah those guys are just, they're just fun and i like it because it's casual mm-hmm. um, it's not just only only emotion design it's also a business aspect of right. life and so it's a good combination and blend uh, of, of different things, and uh, so yeah. <laughs> so that, that that's now one
0: that I'm sticking to now. Awesome. And last question, man. How can people get in touch with you?
1: Probably the, the easiest, the fastest, and it's my website. It's uh, www.glad.us.com, and uh, and then the Behance. Uh, I did not Yeah, I post stuff on Behance too, but uh, uh, you, can, you can message me there. Uh, I might not respond right away, but on the website, I usually do. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, listen,
0: Vlad, man, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> it was great. All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Vladimir Bohaterievich. Make sure to check out Vlad's website, vlad.us.com. All the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at theukromedia.com slash 35. And while you're there, check out our course on After Effects Expressions. Over six hours of content, all for you. Check it out, ukramedia.com slash expressions. Don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukramedia.com slash community. We have well over 2,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you trying to grow. And it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Ukramedia podcast. Bye-bye.